from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. It is the Masonic Light Podcast. I know those guys. Hey, Larry. Wake up. I'm looking at the whiteboard, seeing what show this is. This is episode number 166. And why is that? What? 166. Because it's one more than 165. Exactly correct. Oh, it's two more. That, my brothers, is arithmetic. Talk about that. Two more for what? For a very special episode. Yes. Yes. And what? What, Why am I having to pull this out of here? You're going to have to tune in to find out. You have to tune in and find out why that's an important episode. It's a very podcast Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Will that be? That will be our first show of the new year. Oh, it will. Yep. Which may be, which may include content that we get from the big event at the end of next month. Oh. Are we going to collect content at that event? Uh, we can talk about that. We, I think we might. Should have. Could. Okay. Can you break away? Uh, I mean, like I did it. Yeah. Lodge right. in the woods. Okay. Maybe. We'll see what happens. I don't know. No, anyway. I have, then I'll have two grandmasters <laughs> yelling at me. This is episode number 166. <laughs> and tonight, we have a full house again. This oh, is yeah. great. I love it when we have a full house. All the usual guys here and we have a returning guest brother matt ronkowski from uh, good sam lodge number 336 in gettysburg yes, sir. Uh, he was on a, about a month and a half ago talking about his upcoming walk run across the state uh, in support of a couple of masonic charities namely the uh why don't we Sonic let him tell us tim and we will <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to mention it here because it's the beginning of the show. I thought, thought you were breaking into a Larry mode there. Yeah, a couple, just, of, sh- yeah, couple, okay. of, couple of Masonic uh, charities. Um, and so he's going to talk about that tonight. And then we have a very special guest as well. Ooh, um, I made him. Yes. Jack's son. <laughs> Parker, Parker Harley. Um, we will probably, I will probably call you Topper Harley at some point tonight. That's not uh, the worst I've heard. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm the one that always butchers guests' names. Uh, Larry does, too. But anyway. Not as uh, much as you. Not as much as me lately. <laughs> so for what it's worth, it's our Thanksgiving episode, and, and all of my kids are in town with their with their kids, and my house is full with love and happiness, and it's awesome. And uh, Parker, uh, we asked Parker to join us for, for tonight. So And then I can say, oh, my kids are in town first time in about five, six mic, years. Larry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never look at the damn mic. 167. Uh, so any, anyway, episodes, my daughter's right? in New Hampshire, so we're going to have a big day tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you know. That's great. It's good to know. I love it when the kids show up. All right, let's get All the right, show moving. Let's do this. Larry. What? What have you been doing Masonically for the last couple of weeks? Goose and Gridiron. And again, on uh, this coming Friday, since Thanksgiving is Thursday, we'll have Goose and Gridiron, our 17th annual Black 
Friday, Goose and Gridiron. We usually have a big attendance for that. That's on Friday? On Friday. This cool. coming Friday. That's why they call it that, Tim. Yeah. Yep. But Black that's Friday, a, Goose and Gridiron. Black Friday. Ah, yeah, Black Friday. Actually, usually and, it's Thursday. Uh, I might actually be and, down. Uh, but Tall Cedars meeting the following Tuesday. Cool. My we'll last. That. Wait, that's we'll up. That. That's, that's upcoming. Of, that yeah. That's at the end of the show. Oh, is that the end of the show? Yeah. Are, the yeah, we're all done. We can go we're now. About what oh, you have done. I had, oh, I went to lodge. <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah, I was at lodge meeting. Wow. It was, it was fun. It was nice. Nice. Veterans good. night. That's good. Excellent. I thought I talked about this before. Yeah, that was last episode. That was last. That was episode. the last episode, right? This is a repeat. <laughs> oh, okay. Goose and gridiron. That was it. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Jack. Uh, since our last episode, um, I went to, not Masonically speaking, but I went to New York uh, and saw Sweeney Todd on Broadway. How was that? Oh, my God. It was life-changing. I am not really? even joking. It is the best show I've ever seen. Um, it, I saw it with the original cast, Josh Groban um, and Anna Lee, I forget her last name, but um, the, the two main characters. Mm-hmm. and. Their voices and their characters were so just spot on. It was it was it got goosebumps. It was amazing. Great That's show. Cool. Anyway, uh, totally unmasonic. But then um, on uh, the following Sunday, I, I went for a rehearsal of uh, the Royal Arch. We were doing the uh, the Royal Arch degree, and um, the three guys that showed up for rehearsal are the three guys that already know it and didn't really need a rehearsal so anyway um then uh let's see what happened um i went to well we had the royal arts meeting on thursday uh we had a we had a a first degree uh tuesday this week um and uh it went really well it was a nice it was a really good clean degree i'm it's surprising how important the guide work is. Um, if the guide work is really crisp and, and solid, um, the, the degree just comes together better. And, uh, and the, the young man, uh, Andy, that did the guide work was just really spot on. It was excellent. Very cool. So, awesome. Jack, Jack is getting like Tim. Did you notice that? Elaborate. All kinds of – never mind. That was an observation. Tim is rubbing off on Jack. Hey, no, I don't. I like it when the reports are short and concise, like mine and I went to Lodge, the end. (laughs) I I had food. A man was born. He lived and died. I had food. I had food. That's it. That's all I did. (laughs) Okay, next. All right. Far out. Parker. (laughs) What have you done with Sonic? What have you been doing in life in general in the last uh, couple weeks? Yeah, so these last couple weeks, um, my wife's... 30 some odd weeks pregnant right now. Oh, whoa, second one. Yeah, so we've been doing some, I think the term that she's been using is nesting. Ooh. Been getting the house all ready, mm-hmm. getting new baby stuff out, putting old baby stuff away. It's been quite a process. I'm sure. Yeah. I remember those days. All right, Brother Matt, how about you? Went to Lodge. There you go, Larry. Yeah, thank you. Larry, thank you very much. Hey, well done. Larry, That's Larry. it. Well done. All right. <laughs> Seriously, anything else? No, we've been uh, we've been pretty busy uh, getting ready for the end of the year here. So it's been a uh, been a tour there to uh, get stuff done there. We had a thing with the district where we collected for the veterans for supplies 
for uh, like paper towels and all these different things for homeless veterans. So we, we had a big event with the district. Uh, it's ran- uh, was uh, arranged by uh, Zaretta White Rose. They did all the the legwork, and we just kind of went to the Dollar Trees and collected stuff. And just ignore them. They oh no worries. <laughs> As I said, that's about too much about that. And then just had a little, you know, took, went for a little walk. They were raising money for charity, so Very we cool. did that. So. Excellent. Josh. Uh, podcast. Attaboy. Attaboy. There you go. I just wanted to say, I was taking a jack. I have a Band-Aid on. Larry's hemorrhaging. Okay. Last night, I was putting a Pendaflex. This is a really long story. Pendaflex file uh, wait back in the file cabinet. This is more than I And I, I stabbed to myself. It went down. Oh, it was unreal. Damn Pendaflex. Oh, anyway, never mind. Keep and for the four people in the audience that know what a Pendaflex file yeah, is. Right. Yeah, that's probably exactly. true, yeah. yeah. All right. The lesson here Sorry. is keep all Tim. sharp objects away from Larry. Yeah. What, what have you done, Tim? So I'm going to focus on just three. Oh, Do tell. Three, three and only three. Wow. Timmy's gone analog today, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actual paper. Yeah, actually paper. Yeah, that's paper. my pad. I want that back. <laughs> so the Big Valley of uh, Harrisburg held its uh, fall reunion. Huzzah. Had a great time. Some great conferral of, I don't know, six or seven uh, of those plays. Um, <laughs> I was telling Larry at dinner, um, I thought they, it's it's the most flawless <laughs> production I've ever I've ever experienced there. There were the technical glitches were gone. Well, um, good. There was some stuff among the tech guys that we got to work behind the scenes but nobody got to see the, that uh the 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 acting was outstanding um we were actually ahead of schedule most of the time which is unheard of um yeah it was just it was an amazing reunion it really was so i was very very proud of uh, the valley of harrisburg for uh, the work they did there uh this past monday i went to uh harrisburg council number seven uh our regular meeting um, and then the one that Jack failed to mention was that last Sunday uh, and I were yeah. both at Uber Grotto. That's true. Where I was elected venereal prophet. Well, I got cut short. I, I, you didn't I call it foul. I was going to. Who cut you short? Well, oh, well oh, Mr. Larry, Mr. Sharp Object over here, bitching at me about running my mouth too long. <laughs> so um, I was elected venerable prophet at uh, Uber. I made eye contact. Venereal. Yeah, venereal prophet and. Uh, so we're looking forward to good times going forward with Evo, uh, El Duce, and then myself, and then uh, Chris Gibson, and then myself. Yes. So good, good line. I think Evo is going to do a great job. I think Evo's going to be awesome. A lot of faith. He's, he told me some of the things. He told me one thing he's getting ready to do um, at Grotto, and I, I immediately texted our incoming worshipful master for next year mm-hmm. and said, uh, "We have to do this. This is this looks like a riot." So okay, cool. Um, anyway, so one thing that came out of Ubar Grotto, though, is something that we should talk about. Uh, we're sitting there, and Larry does a Facebook post, and it's a picture of him at Stonehenge. I mean, literally, uh, the original Stonehenge. This, all right, we're introducing something special here, guys. Yeah. Pay attention. Um, so Jack's like, oh, I cannot believe he just did this. Like this picture, um, and 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 there's then there's Facebook records of this now all over the place. Oh yeah, 
He's like, you just subjected yourself to a flat layer so, contest. So I learned, because I'm like a, like a Luddite with technology, as my son will attest, I finally broke down and got an iPhone. And with an iPhone, if there's a picture and you hold your finger on the screen mm-hmm. on the picture, it'll isolate the principal element of that thing. Right. And I, I did that to Larry. And I isolated and I got this clear picture of Larry completely outlined, you know, just independent and i put it on a white field and i said yeah and you were also in antarctica and then somebody else took the picture (laughs) and put him at the moon landing so um so we decided that we're going to start tim a contest a flat larry contest so uh any pictures that you have or any pictures (laughs) that you take uh, we'd love to see him in how many different lodge rooms we can get him in across the world. Lodge rooms, men's uh, rooms, men's whatever. Rooms, yeah, whatever. You know. uh, some of the some Use of the ones that we've seen so far. Jack mentioned the moon landing. Uh, he's been on the poster for a chorus line. Oh, that was brilliant. That was it's a stitch. He was on the seventeenth uh, degree from the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction advertisement. <laughs> he was, he on, was the, on the Starship he was on the command Enterprise. deck in the Enterprise. He yeah. was on the Starship Enterprise this afternoon. Thanks, Josh. Um, and then a whole bunch of other ones that just every time one comes across, we just crack. I definitely, up. I definitely feel like you could turn this into like a Where's Waldo thing. Oh, exactly. absolutely. Totally. I mean, there could be books. There could be. So, Everything. You remember Flat, flat, like, yeah. where's Larry? flat Stanley oh, yeah. from college. Yeah, from yeah. school, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be Flat Larry. Flat Larry. And um, Tom LaValle. If th- you want. So, so we, yeah. you can do you can post this up on our Facebook, Facebook page. Right. That's, uh, that's our principal social media. So you can post it up on our Facebook page, or you can go to the UPS store or Staples or some such place and have a large format Larry printed on foam board. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, you know a literal I'm, stand up. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking maybe you know two feet, three feet tall, or a full size Larry that you can pose with. Oh, that would be really. Cool. That would be the we thing need to, to do. do that. How tall are you, Larry? <laughs> five ten. And five, ten? yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not five. <laughs> five nine. I used five, to nine. be. I used to be five eleven and a half, but I'm not anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so so. Uh, do this and and send it around to lodges that you have friends at. Uh, have them sign it. Um, include a picture with them and th- and put it up on our Facebook page. Put him in a pirate outfit. And we're just gonna have we're just gonna have our own Larry Larry, Mar- Larry Maris all over the world. So all you can over post, the post world. on our uh, Facebook page, or you can in send it world. via email to uh, MasonicLightPodcast at gmail.com. What's the prize going to be? Well, we haven't decided. We'll, we will acknowledge the prize winners and what those well, actually are. Just say so you no, know, I'm not going to be part of that. I'm not taking part of that. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> well, you are pay- taking part in it, yeah. whether well, you like it or not. You're the star yeah, of the show. Are you a grumpy past Larry? Well, that's to the prizes. No, 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 no. Grumpy past Larry. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back and talk to our two guests. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. From planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. 
Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. We're back. Tonight's guests uh, are uh, Brother Matt Ronkowski, uh, current Worshipful Master of Good Samaritan Lodge number 336. For another month. Yes. For another month. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Jack's son, Parker Harley. So I got that out that time. That's good. You did it. And so even- before we do a nosedive uh, into this, uh, we forgot one thing, and that is to thank the sponsors of our show uh, Scott Helm Electric, George J. Grove, and Son. Hireman Solomon Cigars, uh, Intermezzo by Stephanie, who has created a new flavor yes. that we got to partake of at our last episode. Yeah, she still oh, snap tonight, though. Yeah, I didn't bring any tonight. And uh, <laughs> so those are great. We love those. And we also are, are brought to you by our Patreon supporters, which we love dearly. Uh, they uh, help us keep this great show going how how can you become a, a supporter of the show on patreon tim so for as little as one dollar a month one dollar just a, a month just a dollar why that's just three cents a day tim yeah, i mean so little that you don't even notice it you put your debit card or credit card in there three stinking cents you people. realize it's come on you, now it's going to take you more than a dollar's worth of effort to stop it that's it right it's a micropayment. Um, Seriously, uh, for as little as a dollar, uh, if you want to give us more, you can. We have a $5 and a $13 level. Um, Notice we have three levels. We do. See what we did See there? See what we did there? Yeah. Uh, and we've actually got some uh, new folks that have come on board as supporters, and we'll mention them next episode. All right. Let's but talk to let's our guests. Do it. Let's do it. Do Jack. this. Do it. Do it. What? Do it. All right. So, Matt. Yes, sir. We had you here a couple of weeks ago, and you were about to embark on a very cool adventure. Yes, How did it go? It was pretty uh, adventurous, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remind them what you did. Uh, I uh, started in uh, Connorsville, Pennsylvania, which is about 60 miles southwest of Pittsburgh, and walked from there to the Grand Lodge of Philadelphia, about 271 miles of walking in 10 days. Awesome. Wow. So... And uh, any any like cool experiences or yeah other I mean, things or yeah definitely it was a uh, good experience to uh, you know starting off first you know you have all these high hopes you know you're like like whistling and doing like that and then about 15 miles in you're like oh <laughs> this I is how long <laughs> this is like it, it was one of those that you like you uh, realize that you're, you're walking now and you got to make your marks every single day and you got to hit them and um because you as i said you have 10 days to do it in so i definitely yeah. uh yeah. i hit I, that was one of the goals that i achieved there was hitting my marks no matter how late it was uh, sometimes i would get into the hotels around midnight Oof. sometimes i would get in around 10 o'clock you know it's a, tough, a lot of dark dark walking and i did not expect day, that yeah. and the uh, mountains were definitely a lot challenging than what i expected really you can do a lot more you can do all the stair climbing you want but it was definitely challenging, more challenging than a stair climber in Planet Fitness. And you actually started this one. I mean, Connellsville is out there 
it, mm-hmm. it, it's in the mountains, right? I mean, yeah. so you started out in the mountains. You didn't ease into it. You, well, I it started at the base of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, at the lodges at the base of the Mount, uh, Masonic uh, Masonic Center there, and and I uh, started at the base of the mountain and went up the back roads through like near Seven Springs, and that way I got on the uh, thirty there and got up in like Seven Eleven up that way towards mm-hmm. that way into uh, up into Somerset, PA was my first place I stopped at. And, uh, yeah, I got up there pretty late. Even the Airbnb guy called me. They were really super nice. Everybody was just amazing during the whole journey, you know, checking in on me, mm-hmm. asking me how things were going. And, yeah, my my first guy, Airbnb guy, he was called me a few times. And turns out he was a, uh avid hiker and wrote books about it and stuff. Like that. So those were kind of the cool things. I got to meet a lot of great people over the time that I spent walking and stuff and did a lot of things there so it was pretty definitely cool experience to get that and very lot of sombering moments with uh the different uh sites and you know different things and stuff you know you go through and uh, had a good when we got up into shanksville and stuff that was definitely a very real moment when you get up into shanksville and you see you know you see stuff and you uh you know talk to some of the people and did you go past the memorial? I didn't get to, I didn't get to go past the memorial, but I did go past the church, and I got, I took some pictures there and talked to some people and talked told people what I was doing and stuff, and they thought it was really cool. That's neat. So, now there were two things. First of all, the lodge you started at was significant. Yes, sir. It was the uh, grandmaster, current grandmaster here for uh, Jeffrey Wonderling. It was his home lodge, and I actually got to stay with him the night before. And he took him and his wife took me out to dinner, and um, so it was kind of cool to actually get like that one-on-one time with That's him neat. and and realize, you know what, you know, you look, everybody sees him as the grandmaster, but you know, you get to see him in it, uh, the street clothes and uh, as you know, a as a person, you realize, you know, we're all people, no matter what our title has behind it. So it's kind of cool. And there was something else significant going on just before you started in the state of Pennsylvania. I think there was like an escaped convict on the loose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a couple. Uh, that was about a week and a half yeah. prior to that. Really good timing there. So yeah. Perfect I, timing. Yeah, I definitely was a little nervous with that. I was glad they <laughs> caught him. It was like a week before I left, they ended up catching him because I was thinking to myself, oh, man, if I get up in these country roads and I get Edna sitting on the front porch <laughs> and sees, sees me going back and I don't look like a stranger face. But, she takes you out and goes, I got him. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> one of those uh, things where, yeah, I was a little nervous about it. But, you know, no, it turned out to be really good. You know, everybody was really nice. And I didn't have too much problems with traffic and stuff. Everybody, like, kind of swerved over as they seen me and stuff. So but I was pretty visible, too. I had a big uh, neon shirt on with, you know, so you could see me with reflective things. So that was kind of cool. So did you have that. catch up with other Masons along the way? I know I saw on your Facebook there were a couple guys that, that came out. And, yeah, I, I mean, I got to uh, meet some guys there. Uh, it was kind of weird because, like, when I first started off, I kind of went up into Somerset, and it was kind of didn't really talk to too many people from Somerset. And then when I went to Somerset to Bedford and didn't see anybody really there, too. But then as I kind of went out, then I went from Bedford to Breezewood. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got to I walked through Everett. Oh my and, God! I hate making this drive that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, and you walked it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I was along thirty, as I was along thirty there, I uh, 
stopped at Everett because I was wanting to get off the main highway because right. the, the noise was starting to become deafening. So I was like, maybe I'll just get through the city and just go down through Everett. And as I walk, I'm like, oh, there's a big Masonic Lodge there. So I walked past it and seen a Worshipful Master's number on the thing. So I gave him my fraternal greeting, called him up and, you know, talk, I said, hey, you know, I'm walking through here. I was walking through your lodge. I'm doing a charity walk, you know. Nice to talk to you sometime. Give me a holler back. So it was probably 20 minutes to an hour later, I get a phone call from him. And we start chatting and stuff. And I told him, I said, is there any possible way you know anybody in McConnellsburg? Because once <laughs> I get to Breezewood, you know, I'm like, you know, I was like, man, that's a big mountain coming up from Breezewood yeah. to McConnellsburg. And I was like, my pack is starting to get pretty heavy. <laughs> I didn't realize that, too. Even though I packed pretty light, it was still, it was a lot of weight on my sure. back. And that was really starting to kill me. And he goes, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so uh, Brother Snyder was, Brother lives Bobby up. Snyder. Bobby Snyder lives up there. And I and you know what's funny is is I was actually supposed to have him talk at my lodge this year. Oh, really? And he uh, we had some things with uh, where, where our hall association needed the time, so I uh-huh. had to cancel out him. And I felt really bad. But come to find out here, he, he, uh, he lives in McConnellsburg. And yep. that, the gentleman knows everybody. I, yep. Everywhere we went in McConnellsburg, but him and his wife uh, were very, very gracious. Um, they, He said, no problem. I'll be down. And I'll pick your pack up. So that was in Breezewood. Picks my pack up, takes it up to my Airbnb up there, and I was packless there. Oh, man. And then I was like, man, it, it, that, was a, huge. that was a huge yeah. like, morale booster where uh, I didn't have that pack, and I'm just like chugging along, and it was really cool. And I got up there at a half decent hour, and that was a short. That was a short, actually twenty two miles. That was actually a short walk for that day. <laughs> short walk. Because uh, my averaging, I was averaging twenty six <gasps> to thirty miles a day. Wow. And uh, so twenty two miles was actually a short walk that day. So I got up there to McCallsburg, and here uh, Brother Snyder knew my uh, knew the guy who where I was doing the Airbnb at. So he gave me a ride out to the Airbnb. You know, they took me out to dinner. Uh, just really. You know, got, ran me over to sheets, got some stuff there for the day, and I was off. And here come to find out, the gentleman I stayed with was – and these are like the cool experiences I got to experience through the That's way. That's great. I got to uh, meet a gentleman who uh, – he actually was supposed to run a 100-mile marathon, those um, ultra marathons, mm-hmm. and it got canceled during COVID. So he actually still did a DIY one and did it with himself and his family and – he ended up doing a um, thing, and it was just a really brought a, a lot of emotion over me with it because here this guy didn't have to. There was no uh, big checkered flags at the end of the finish line, right. no big giant medals, and all he when he finished it, it was him and his family, and, and he sent me the, like the the uh, video on YouTube, which was like amazing. And as I'm walking, I'm watching it on my phone. And I'm just brought to tears because it was just like I'm emotional already from just the the tiredness and everything else with and, and I'm watching this and just seeing how and it was just like, yeah, this is I can do this. And I kept going and going. And, you know, every day it was just getting up at the end of the, you know, getting to my hotel late and then getting back up at seven, six, seven o'clock in the morning and putting the boots back on and just trucking along. And then, you know, once I get out so to just, this area, it was really nice because I got to meet. I, now, once I get out to, like, Chambersburg area, which I had another Brun, um, he helped me, and he hauled my pack. And then it was like it was uh, just they were playing uh, past my pack the rest of the way Hot all potato. the way. Oh, that's, that's great. Cool. That's into, great. Uh, all the way into – then once I got on the other <laughs> side of Gettysburg, 
I didn't. I was packless because I would just go home and then drive up, and then somebody would take me back to my car, and it, and and then once I got into my district, it was like everybody was helpful, you know, and you know everybody was really just I, generous. I like that better than if you had carried it yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean that just says the fraternity. It right? does, right? totally does. That's that's no, what it and, is, and that's what and, and that's one thing I could say. You know, when I when I talk about this story, and you know, I'm going to turn it into a Masonic program, and I've already had three worshipful masters approach me to talk about it this year, and I'm going to do like a picture thing and stuff as well. But you know, it, the guys just dropped everything. Guys would just drop everything to come help me. And that's, that's what really just amazed me about this whole situation and really just brought <laughs> Freemasonry in perspective was just yeah. like showing that I'll drop anything that I need to do and come help you right now. Yep. And it was like any phone call I made and and then once you get out to like that area and stuff. And then I had another brother. Um, he was a professional photographer. And once I got out to like near Westchester, he came out and <laughs> took some pictures. And at first, I thought he was this newspaper, and I got like all like my chest puffed out. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and here it comes to find out he's just a professional photographer who just wanted to come out and take pictures. And he walked with me probably about five or six miles, and we talked. And you know, he told me his story, and you know, and he's like, man, this just inspired me to come out and walk with you. And I just, you know, I was sitting at home and I didn't know if I was going to do it or not. And then when I realized that, I'm like, holy cow, now I'm starting to inspire people. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, and then it just like, what? Yeah, and you just get out to, and then once I got out to Philly, it was funny because uh, the one biggest funny was when I got towards Philly and I was walking that last leg, which was a pretty rough leg from Westchester to Philly, was because uh, the, the roads get really narrow. And it's back, busy. It's very, yeah, it's very it's busy. Very dense. And I, I was a little bit nervous <laughs> yeah. there. And then. I got into a little bit of a bad <laughs> section down by Drexel University. Why, yes. Yes, you did. Yeah, and, I, and I was right outside of Drexel University. and It's a lovely place. Yes, it's a lovely place. And I, I think, one, they thought, I don't know if they were more scared of me than they were. I was them because they just were wondering why I was there. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and I had, like, just this stern look on my face, and I kept walking. One, because I was exhausted. Right. But two, it was just like, I was like, minding my business, just walk, you know, you just walk through the city. And I thought they said, we ain't going to mess with this goofy guy. He's, <laughs> you know, he's walking through the city doing this. He's like, there's he got to be crazy. Chances are Netflix. he's carrying anyway. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, which, you know, I, you know, got through that, and then I got down by Philly, and it was kind of cool when we got to the Grand Lodge, and everybody was like, it was like being a celebrity. Even my family and my well, wife. Well, you were. Yeah, you I had my, were. Yeah, I had my uh, wife and uh, two kids come down there, and they were standing outside. My wife had a sign, and you know, and she, <laughs> and we got to the lodge, and it said closed. And my, the kids were like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it was funny. They were like, it was funny that we got to the lodge and they said close. And she's like, and the kids are going, oh, I I don't know if we're supposed to be here. I'm like, don't worry. I know people. It's okay. It's like, they're expecting. And as soon as I walked in, they all like, oh, Mr. Rankowski, you know, they just thought it was like, they thought it was, the kids thought that was cool. That like everybody knew who I was. And and it was like, I was like a celebrity and, you know, and they were waiting for me. And then they told, uh, my wife to park right outside in front of the lodge. Mike, who uh, is the curator down there, he was just amazing and gave us a short little t- tour. But he's yeah. like, "Come back when your legs aren't feeling so rough, and you know, you, climb you, up that tower." Yeah, yeah, and that's what he said. He's like, "I want to give you a b- better tour when you guys come back." So we were going to arrange a tour with them. But overall, it was just an amazing experience to see some of the sights. I, I mean, I've seen some of the beautiful sunsets and sunrises, and 
you know. And the one of the things that I, I, I tell everybody it was really sombering was when not just walking through uh, Shanksville, but um, you don't realize when you're walking across the road and you see these crosses and you see like where people got killed in car accidents and you don't really pay much attention to that. But like passing those, you start reading. I was reading that some of these guys are like young kids and, you know, it was just like, wow, it's like, you know, these people lost their lives here where I'm walking right now. And that was kind of like a little bit of an eerie feeling. You just like see all those signs and stuff. But other than that, it was just an amazing trip overall and just like a cool experience. I, I definitely, everybody asked me, like, when you doing it again? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> I already think, checked that off the list. Pass the yeah, torch. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd ever do it alone. I mean, um, I wouldn't say I would not open it up to somebody who wanted to go and kind of get a get that, uh, like, life-changing experience. Yeah. You know, I would take them and go with them. But I don't think I'd ever do it alone because mm. alone was rough. I mean, it was definitely yeah. – I'm not a good person who does being alone very well and – and a lot of you, mental headspace? Or oh, just, yeah, yeah. It was just a little bit of rough rough going. Hmm. Um, was that the hardest part, just being the lone out there? Yeah, it was definitely – I mean, I listen to a lot of – I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of Masonic Light podcasts. and I did actually listen to a few of your guys' podcasts there, and I listened. <laughs> but by the time well, I got done – fall asleep. Right. <laughs> Uh, but by the time I got done, I mean, I could, uh, I, I knew how to manage my money and had more inspirational quotes than most people have in a long time. So for sure, it was kind of cool. But, well, very cool. That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, mm-hmm. You made, you raised a bunch of money. Any, yeah, right now, on how much? Uh, we're right now, we're about 20, a little bit over $2,500. That I got to raise there, uh, cool. and our and it's still actually open right now because I'm going to uh, leave it open to our state meeting uh, in December. Okay. So the the website's still open to donate. Yeah. So how would somebody yeah. donate if they wanted to? Uh, it's uh, www.gettysburgfreemasons.org, and just click on events, and you can see Walk My State. So you, if people still want to donate, I'm going to leave it open till the middle of December, and uh, we're going to close it to f- to- total the amount, and uh, we're going to present a check to uh the grand lodge uh probably at the uh december 27th uh initiation there i'll thing. see you there yeah, yes i will, I, will <laughs> I definitely will be there i i, I kind of don't have an excuse living th- uh less than three miles away from it so yeah uh, i live right there in willow street so uh they, the uh, the hotel that they're hosting at is uh it's it's in walking distance so oh, yeah i could walk if i really wanted to no, that is well that would be a way to show up. Your Absolutely. walk, your walk is that walk, not not my walk. But that's all great. right. So we're going to take, right, take a quick break, break and go check on Larry because uh, he disappeared and we just heard a thud. So um, we're going to go check on Larry and like then we're going to come back wet and uh, have a few more moments with Matt. All right. As far back as the mid 1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. 
For a complete list, visit HiramandSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hiram and Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back. And we have, uh, again, uh, Matt, who just finished a giant walk across the state of Pennsylvania as a fundraiser for various uh, charities. And my son, Parker, uh, who over, has been over here in the chair going, oh, wait, can I ask a question? So absolutely you can ask a question. Do it. Um, do it. Do it. Yeah. Do um, it. Do so 200-some-odd miles, um, what did training look like for that, if anything? I mean, that just wake up and, yeah, I'm going to do this today. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad plan. Bad plan. <laughs> just going to say. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, I uh, started into like that, and uh, my wife was getting kind of worried because I wasn't doing a lot of the training and wasn't doing a lot of the, <laughs> the walking. And, and we're I, getting up at six, cracking eggs. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, like, yeah, I wasn't doing any of that. training montage? Yeah, I was just kind of living north, and it was like, she's like, you're going to be doing this in like three weeks. You know, she's like, you know, wouldn't you think about maybe doing something? Yeah, like, and I'm like, yeah, I better start. So I would go to the gym and. But in all honesty, a lot. But with me losing a hundred pounds and stuff as well, and uh, and yeah, doing right? that stuff as well. Congratulations! I, to yeah, that. I got. I I was doing training. You know, as much as she didn't think I was doing training, but I have a very physical job, and 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 when I would do it, I I did at the Planet Fitness. I was working out and stuff, and doing the stair climbers and the treadmills and stuff. But it, it's definitely it's a whole different ball game. You you can't prepare for it. I don't care how much walking you do, how much anything like that. It's a whole different ball game when yeah. you actually get into the mountains, and that's what I would tell people when they'd ask me about like, like the training and how like everything would go. You just you can't prepare for it. Yeah. There's no yeah. there's no training. There's no not. It's just you get up and you do it, and then you know just to get up every morning you just know what you're doing it for. So you know no matter. And I actually out of all the the, the walk and stuff like that, I end up getting two blisters. Uh, out of everything, two bottles. Good shoes. Yeah, yeah. That's good shoes. And actually, what was really funny about that is, is we got out to the Grand Lodge, and there was another lodge having their like a lodge meeting out there. And the guy comes up to me, he says, "Hey, he says, did you wear those shoes the whole time? They were Columbia ones." And I said, "Yeah." And he says, "You should Shout write out to, to Columbia." Yeah, I just, I just, they, he said, "You should write to Columbia and just tell them your story and stuff." So I did. And it was like within. I just did it like on a Tuesday, and I like evening, and <laughs> Name I image lightness. <laughs> and then I got, and then I got an email right back, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wait a minute!" You know, I was like, "This is cool." So she told me that she loved the story, and she was going to send me a care package and everything. So it was kind of cool that, you know, I got to talk. You know, I was like, definitely. Uh, get a little bit of shine there from Columbia. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah cool. but they were definitely good shoes, and I, I had a, well, not I, I, too many issues with uh, my feet, which everybody thought I was going to, and I didn't really. Yeah, have just to that be. kind of pounding. I mean, well, you what would think you'd go through trail? a couple of pages of shoes. It was it was all pavement. It was all road. Okay. I was mostly along thirty and stuff. So uh, the shin splints started getting they were hurting and stuff, and I did definitely until I got out here, and my wife she gave me these compression socks mm. and that was a lifesaver okay. because really? once I started putting the compression socks on those all went away and it made life a lot easier which you know you as I said there's no way to prepare for it when you walk 30 miles a day close to 30 miles a day you don't know what you're going to occur and what's no, going to yeah. happen so 
I definitely uh, learned a lot of lessons. So if I ever did want to do it again, which I was just saying during the break that I wouldn't wouldn't do it alone. Yeah. I would definitely do it again with somebody for somebody who wanted it. And I have had already people approach me and say, you know, when are you going to do it again? And I was like, I don't know, not too just soon. Make it though. the Masonic Marathon. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's so it was kind of cool though. That's great. That's you fantastic. Know, the ten days. What were your mile markers? Were you trying to? you know take your total and divide that by 10 and that was what you wanted to hit at first that's what i did i i did that 20 but then then you got the realization of where your your staying points are and your airbnbs and you know where you're going to stay so sometimes they would be at 26 and a half miles sometimes they'd be at 28 miles sometimes they'd be at 32 miles okay so depending on where i was staying because there's not a lot of places to stay between uh Connorsville oh, yeah. and uh, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of nothing. There's a lot of nothing. Yeah, it, so it was fun. the find lodging was really hard, um, but I did. I managed to find. Uh, as I said, I found hotel. I found a motel in Breezewood and an Airbnb in you know McCallsburg. And then once I got into Gettysburg, I had a brother um, who re- reached out and him and his wife right. let me stay with them and stuff, which was really cool. Uh, brother Birdwell, David Birdwell was his name. He's actually one of our trustees. He he was just so warming. Him and his wife were just so welcoming to and they they and as I said previous that once uh, once people started once I got out to like the Gettysburg area, it was like being at my house now because it was there was a lot of people uh, uh, that would just reach out and help me right away and without a drop drop of a hat and just take me anywhere or pick me up something or they'd call me and they'd say hey do you need something i'll bring you out something i had brothers bring me out you know water or you know because it was still a little warm mm-hmm. during those times yeah. you know but I, I had great weather all the way into lancaster I only had one day of rain which my wife she came out and uh brought me dry clothes the one day so that's so, great so outside i'm sorry go ahead no, i was just commenting on the Dry, yes. <laughs> on the amount of dry days. That's amazing, and, and actually, you had amazing weather. Oh, really it was did. beautiful, a beautiful. Like as I said before, beautiful sunsets, beautiful yeah. sunrises. Got to see a lot of cool sights. Took a lot of great pictures, and and then when I she, my uh, my wife, I, I talk about her a lot because she was a big supporter and all this, and just a big help during all this and everything. She was very patient with me, you know, taking care of things at home and while i was gone and she she definitely was the 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 one who deserves all the credit there's a, f- a famous person once said behind every great man there's a woman rolling her eyes yeah so exactly <laughs> it's important so, to have that in your life outside of the grandmaster or another brother who had you stay at his home what was your best accommodation situation uh i mean the the uh the that was kind of like I think the uh, the one in McCallsburg was actually it was just a little trailer out uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere, but it was just an so Airbnb relaxed. that was yeah, a trailer. Yeah, it was, air, it was an That's Airbnb cool. that was a trailer. <laughs> Perfect. And it was like, welcome to Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> and it was that was kind of that was really. Cool. I mean, the the Airbnb in Somerset was really nice, and the guy was very welcoming because once I got up there around ten or eleven o'clock, they had a. I, I read in the Airbnb description they had a hot tub. So I, the whole time oh, I looked, I looked forward to that, oh, and, he, and I got up there around ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and he's like, he he he's like, normally I don't go this late, and I was like, sir, please just let me use your hot tub for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> he's like, oh okay, I'll show you, you know. But he did let me go out and use it, and I made uh, sure I put everything back the way it was, right. and so yeah, he was very uh, helpful with that for sure because. 
I that's why I look forward to all day was just like oh because you, you have know. that as a target in oh the yeah distance. you do definitely that's that carrot way up yeah there. it is it was definitely those carrots but uh, you know everybody was awesome during the whole process and you know got to talk to different people and and just I did I did hit those marks every day like I would pick you know that what I had to be and no matter if it was as I said nine o'clock or twelve o'clock you know I was walking at night and I had a headlamp on and. You know, sometimes it died. Oh, it was it. So, which night did you think you might? And you might not understand this reference. You might not be old enough. Which night did you think you might be in an episode of an Alfred Hitchcock movie? Oh, I know who Alfred. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, not I, that young. I'm not on. that young. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, That's it. yeah. No, I, I, I'd say honestly, the, uh, the, the leg between Bedford and Breezewood was. Definitely creepy. As, as I said, <laughs> I came down, uh, I come a lot down of off the mountain, and there's a buffalo farm out there. And and I'm walking with my headlight, and I look to the left, and all I see is these glowing green eyes. And uh, I thought to myself, uh, whoa. And then, you know, you walk by a cemetery, and you just start, you know, you know when you're out there by yourself a very long time, you start hearing things, you start uh-huh. seeing things, you don't know what's going on. I'm just, I think that's when uh, walking turned into running at one point. So, <laughs> yeah, you start. Picked up the pace a little uh, bit. Like, and that's what it was, too. I, I got to the point where, you know, there was a lot of times where I get, you get bored. So I was like, well, let's try running for a little bit. And, you know, everybody's like, you, what? And you know, they would look at me like when I tell them that story about running, they would laugh at me and go, you know, you ran? And I'm like, yeah, I ran a few miles here, ran a few miles here. And, <laughs> On top of stuff, it was funny. Yeah, fit people. Yeah. Well, in wrapping up uh, a conversation <laughs> with you, uh, Matt, um, I think Jack has something he wants to so, say. Um, we, you've, as, as you probably know, um, one of our founders, well, our founder, Pete Ruggieri, um, passed away early this year. And um, we decided to establish, um, in his memory, um, a, a commemoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the Peter J. Ruggieri Community Service Award. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and this is um, – we, we, we've outlined some, some parameters within our small group here, um, and you've blown this out of the park, all right? Everything about what you've done, it's been for civic purposes, it's been for charity, it's been Masonic, it's been, you know, uh, just a whole uh, – just a terrifically positive – um, vibe to the whole thing, and we congratulate you for that. But um, what we say, um, the this coin, um, and regular listeners have heard about this, but it's um, Pete was very involved in animals, um, so he uh, was a foster, Doberman foster, um, and he raised money through the Santa Stumble for the Lancaster Mounted Patrol of the police department, um, and um, he was uh, just a fun guy. Right, so the slogan is "Have fun, do good," and we feel like you've done that uh, to the point that we're breaking our own uh, like rules and regulations about how to award this. You need this. Uh, you deserve this. Well, thank and, you. Uh, congratulations. I really appreciate that. No, that's awesome. No, that, thank you. You know, I truly, you know, I can't thank you, got everybody enough. Just all the the love and support, Masonic, non Masonic, and it was just. You guys have been was a big factor with the show and stuff. Having me on prior to it, it, it made such a boost. People, you know, I still have people ask me and talk to me about it, like, oh yeah, I heard you on that Masonic Light podcast. <laughs> so, 
and that's what I'm really excited to, to come back. I was so excited to come back here. That's why I was feeling a little under the weather, and my wife asked me, she says, are you still going? I was like, no, I'm, there's no way I'm missing. They they might not let me on, but, you know, I might. <laughs> you know, I might can you ask, wait outside, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, yeah, we can maybe have a remote, but, uh, no, they, you guys have been just amazing with this whole process and everything and just helping um, get the word out and just meeting so many different people. And, you know, I, I feel like that's what, you know, some one of the things I got to talk to the grandmaster about was like have a really good personal mm-hmm. conversation with him and you know and he says you want to be successful in this organization so he says don't talk about nothing just do and I mm-hmm. just took that to really heart and that's what I feel like he's like he's like don't worry <clears throat> people know who you are mm-hmm. they know your name they've heard of you they've seen yeah. things you're doing right now and he's like just keep up the great Man, work you're doing and he says you're going to be you're going to go far in the fraternity he says and he said just do keep being you and i was like well thank you i appreciate that and that's great and that was like a cool thing a cool experience yeah. i think yeah. too as well so very good awesome but thank right. you so much well congratulations once again and uh i think let's uh, take another quick break and then we'll come back with uh parker harley all right yeah. all right Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is back with an update from my lodge, the Broken Plaw number 377. Well, nah, it's November, and it's time to start thinking about our tables being loaded full of turkey, gravy, potato filling, dried corn, bread, butter, cranberries, and delicious spiked pumpkin pie. Well, at least that's how us Pennsylvania Dutch do Thanksgiving around our parts. I have a story to share with all of you, my brethren. Last week, two city slickers from Philadelphia came up to our little valley to purchase two pigs from one of our brethren, Brother Solly Syflage. Solly raises the best pigs in our valley and was well known for his delicious sausage, hams, and summer bologna. His bacon ain't too bad either. These two Hiwahamas had decided to cut out the middleman and buy pigs directly from Solly and drive them back to the city and I guess butcher them themselves. I have no idea what the heck they were thinking. When they arrived at Solly's farm, they had cash and lots of it. So who was Solly to argue? They paid top dollar for two of his hogs and loaded them up in the back of their decked out pickup truck. You know, the kind that never gets dirty. On the road, they went back to Philadelphia. While driving, the one guy asked the other one, Hey, whose pig is whose? Hey, that's a good question, the other guy said. Quick, pull over. I have an idea. They pulled over, and the one guy jumped out of the truck and took out his pocket knife and nicked just the tip of the one pig's ear off. He jumped back in the truck and said, I'll take the one with the nicked ear. And down the road, they drove. No two minutes had passed when the two pigs in the truck bed started to fight. You know, pigs do that, you know. And wouldn't you believe it, the pig with the nicked ear bit the tip off of the other pig's ear. Now nah, what are we going to do, the one guy said. I quick pull over, I have another idea. And they did, and he jumped out and took out his pocket knife and nicked the tip of the tail off of the one pig and jumped back in. I'll take the one with the nicked tail, you take the other one, he said. And down the road they went again. No two minutes later, the pig started fighting again. And wouldn't you believe it? The pig with the nicked tail bit the tip of the tail off of the other one. Now what are we going to do, the one guy said. Well, let's keep driving, the other guy said. I'll think of something. 
After about 15 minutes down the road, the guy turned and said, I got it. You take the black one and I'll take the white one. Now you might laugh about that story, and yes, it is funny. It goes to show you how dumb some city people can be. But it can also teach us Masons a lesson. Always look at the big picture. Don't get lost in the details. All too often, we as brethren and lodges get lost in the weeds instead of just stepping back and looking at the whole picture that is before us. How many times has your lodge argued about an issue that for some brethren has an easy answer to see? The next time your members are arguing over an issue, think of the white and black pigs. Heck, tell your brethren the whole joke, and maybe they will step back and see the forest for the trees. And now before I go, allow me to wish all of you, my brethren, a blessed Thanksgiving in my dear Pennsylvania Dutch language. Ich wünsche all my Brüder ein gesegnetes und halliges Dankfest. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel. Just search for Doug Maidenford. And we're back. <laughs> Do it. Uh, All right. Uh, actually, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to pass this off. Let's. I Larry, think it'd be cool. No, no, I think no, it's no, cool for no, you no, to do no, this. No, no, no. Au contraire. Au contraire. <laughs> um, I'm going to pass this to Larry because Larry is completely unaware of any questions to ask Parker about or how to start a conversation. Let's see how with well him. Larry can so do this. So I want to make Larry as uncomfortable as I can doing this interview with my son, and I'll just watch. His name's Parker. Good luck, Larry. Not Topper. Topper. And Harley. we're back. And I had the pleasure of talking to across the table Parker Harley, who is the better part of Jack, by the way, just so you know. And uh, welcome, and uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you were Demolay at one time, so just tell us. Not what you told us earlier, though. <laughs> That's fair. No, actually, he should. No. Okay, whatever. You're free to do whatever. You know, By the way, Larry, that was the best introduction of a guest you've ever done. Oh, was, come on. Give it me was a concise. Break. Yeah, no, so, um, hi, guys. Everybody listening. My name's Parker. Uh, like they said, Jack's son here. Um, I live right now in Westchester, Pennsylvania, not too far away with my wife. We have a almost two-year-old now. His name is Palmer. He's uh, amazing. We were a big fan of iced tea lemonades. That's where we got the name from. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we have another. We have another one on the way. He'll be popping up around January. Um, we decided really to mess with my mom, naming everybody with a P. So my name Parker. My wife's name is Paige. Our dog's name is Piper. Our son's name is Palmer, and our newborn's name soon will be Pearson. So okay, it's that's just get, that's getting a little weird. AP. I know, no, no, no. It started off as I didn't want to be one of those families, and yeah. then we just got too deep, and now we're one of those yep. families yep. where it's we can't. No, just but if you have Steve. the one other kid, it's like, well, whose father were you? Go, Larry. Anyway, so tell us a little about your. <laughs> I was caught up in the moment. It was a good discussion. It was a good moment. Yeah, definitely. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> <Him>. <laughs> but anyway, you, you had some experience years ago, Jack. 
got you somehow or other involved in Demo Lake. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I was involved with um, a chapter that existed many, many years ago in Lancaster. Um, it was our Lancaster Demo Lake chapter. We reopened in what, 2008, 2009. It was in for a couple yeah. of years till I graduated high school. Um, we ended up reopening the chapter called Lancaster Phoenix. Rising from the Ashes was kind of our big go-to about reestablishing a chapter there. At that point, I was 13 or 14 coming in. Um, got a really nice start experience to it. Was able to do... Um, a wor- what's the, the weekend for the Worshipful Master up there? Key, key Man. Not Key Man. Not Key one. Man. Um, uh, they do like it's a if you bring in a new member you get to go and it's a whole weekend up there it's really phenomenal and that was my introduction to it so I had a friend that brought me through um, but it was a great experience it was a little different um, I know from history and you know just what Demole was and, and currently is I didn't feel like I fit the fit the mold per se to someone that would succeed in that type of organization um i know from you know previous stuff that it was more or less for children in different type of family situations where they could have a core group to come to and growing up i had that core group within my family i had a dad who i called dad not that anything is wrong with that in that organization but a mom that i called mom so it was sometimes a little uncomfortable giving someone else that title um in that way and after a couple of years if i actually remember correctly our father at the time got into a car accident yeah really really banged up so like meetings got pushed and meetings got pushed and meetings got pushed until there were no more meetings it wasn't in a a a set we're closing the chapter it just kind of drifted off just kind of happened just kind of happened literally dissolved i mean yeah really just you could see it just yeah yeah. Um, and the relationships, you know, I don't have many that still exist with the guys. I think at that time I was pretty young and they were all, I mean, the age gap between 13 and 16 is pretty big. Um, not in numbers wise, but, you know, development and where they want to be and who they want to hang out with. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of kickback with that with my group. Um, <coughs> but I thought they were they were all good guys. It didn't seem like anybody was ill-willed or wanted anything bad to happen in the world but just yeah i think faded away was would be a great answer for yeah for what happened and so i'm going to jump on larry's interview <laughs> and ask the question You're supposed to. so that kind of rolls into the masonic fraternity and i know that you and i have talked about it and <clears throat> and your position on it was very clear and I absolutely respect it and um so uh, tell yeah, tell no, tell the world what you told me yeah, no, because it, it it matters it, it 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 holds up to to now too um as much as i've seen what my dad can contribute to this organization and what he's able to get out of it is fantastic i don't think i have the time to dedicate to being a mason to get out what i see my dad get now i know that not everybody will always have the same experience and that's fantastic that's why there's different variations of involvement but if there's something i want to be involved in i would want to be involved in it Mm -hmm. um i've met enough guys that have you know gone to two meetings got their degree and that was that 
It's actually three, but three. Okay. Sorry, I like to see. There we go. Shh, it's a secret. Wait, no. Shh. Um, but you know, they they go to however however many meetings they would want to go to, and, and then that's they then they drop off, right? right. They, yeah, um, you're thinking about the Elks. That's right. A, yeah, okay. they, they got their experience, yeah. and they weren't able to come to this meeting. And, right. You know, they again, just, yeah. how I dissolved from DMLA totally you know, fades out and is no longer a priority for you. And I don't think that this is something that shouldn't be a priority. Um, so it's not something that you've closed the door to down the road. It's just uh, in your current situation, it's just something. Yeah, and, and I think that's great. Actually, I think, I think it's excellent to recognize that. Absolutely, you know, it's not. I, I would, I would much rather have folks recognize that than to commit to something that um, they then realize, yeah, I can't do this because. Yeah, and, and you're in a, as, as you described your family situation a minute ago. You're up and coming. You're very young. You're you got a young wife. You've got a young child. You've got another one on the way. Um, you've got a great background in your dad to give you that distant view of what this is about. And and I see that. I see the the passion that it's given my dad in the last handful of years, where I've been able to understand what it actually is. Now, growing up, it was just like, all right, dad's gone every Tuesday cool mm-hmm. um, but now it's understanding what he's doing on those tuesdays and the level of involvement and i don't know it's sure it makes him happy that i can see that he's passionate about something yeah so is, so what's it like good. growing up being jack harley's son <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man you want me to interview him and you take the stuff away are we sure <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm ready to discuss that do it, do it. <laughs> hey jack okay. there's somebody knocking at the door yeah, wait let me, i got a bathroom thing no um <laughs> There's, as a, I, I, again, I'm realizing that I'm more like my father than I ever thought. <laughs> See, I, I didn't with, realize that till I was like 40. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll show you guys a picture. I, I used the filter earlier today, and it's looking in a mirror 50 years from now. It's scary. Yeah. Oh, um, that's hilarious. What's it like growing up as Jack Harley's son? <laughs> oh, man. Probably at the younger ages. You are you are welcome to be completely free because yeah, I don't, oh, this is a safe I'm space. Like yeah, safe space yeah. exactly. No, I would. Um, you can come to my house to eat turkey yeah. if you want to. <laughs> yeah, he kicked you out. You got you, we got you covered. I would say. I mean, I I also am fully aware I was not the easiest child to parent by any means. <gasps> what? No, I just know what I was like looking back on it. So I have to I have to take that into consideration. Um, right. But no, it was. Word. We had a good. We had a good relationship. Yes, we I don't did. think that there was anything that really divided us. And if it would have, at some point, it was something that you also experienced, which made us closer. Um, in a lot of ways, to have those, have that relationship with your dad, and some commonalities that aren't really normal in the household are. Are cool. Well, that could have that can be perceived really. Weird, However, but, anybody but yeah, wants to take fine. it, absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, there so was what, Jack. Just, what exactly were you doing? <laughs> I was just letting him be himself. I mean, uh, you know, just, I, I mean, I'm, there was no stopping that from happening. No, 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 no. It's it's all right. Um, no, I mean, Parker was a very strong-willed kid, and uh, and and that. That strength has been amazing to me. Um, we, we've we've been um, we've been in tough places, and his strength of will has inspired me to help to help me get through it. And I'm supposed to be you know all done up to help him get through it, but um, it's worked both ways. I think there were moments, I'm sure, where it was 
you know, Homer Simpson strangling Bart. And just like, what are you doing? Um, we still have. I remember those. just like them. Yeah, really. I remember that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, there's, there's, there's moments in situations like that. And just like with every, you know, dad relationship, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Go ahead, Josh or Matt, <laughs> whoever you are. Now you sound like Grandpa Eric. <laughs> You know, going through the names of their kids here. Uh, no, I, I can attest to what he's saying about growing up. And my, and my mom's going to actually listen to this because she listened to the last one I was on. So, <laughs> and I, so I wanted to make a comment towards her. And she, because one day I'm complaining about the kids back talking me and stuff. She goes, she started laughing. She's like, Are you kidding right now? <laughs> she, looks at, she, goes, she goes, You did exactly the same thing, even worse. So, sure. So please don't tell me about how you how the kids are back talking you and she's there they had to laugh that's why when you said about the bart simpson moment that's why yeah. i had to laugh and say a comment <laughs> oh yeah that's no i get into the little deeper into that like teenage years where we're tough we definitely went through a hard time but there was always something and i say this to everybody now and i hate when i say it out loud but he it's something that's always stuck with me and was just finish i'm sure i don't know if you've ever heard him say that in here but Finish. Finish strong. You started something, finish it. And that was something I still remember and try to think about when I attempt to do something. Is that He's a aggravating. PTSD thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, PTSD great. Yeah, Almost good. as bad as okay. suck it up buttercup. Oh, yeah. oh! I did not say that. <laughs> a lot. A lot. I didn't. Yeah, We've heard that, lot. by the yeah, way. Yeah, oh, I bought yeah, yeah. oh, some man. dirt on it. That is the... Right. Man, there's something. <clears throat> okay. Take you right back. All right, Larry, you can get back in the Is it time now. for a break yet? No. <laughs> no. But anyway, you're, you're here with your family for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. What do you hope that will transpire for this weekend while you're here? Oh, I just want my kid to play with his cousins. That's all I want. Just to have that happiness between those three is awesome. We already saw a little bit of it before coming down here. And my kid is just so docile where he just allows the things to happen oh he's very introspective he's, though he's, yeah he sees he's the like world he's sure. looking and you can see those wheels turning mm-hmm. man because his his cousins that are down love them to death they are tasmanian devils both of them yeah. and they're just constant motion constant agitation and they're great because it's all <clears throat> positive energy and and your kid is just like hmm really Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, he's it's the best he's, we have had zero complaints <laughs> i'm not gonna knock on the table but we've had zero complaints uh, there it is on anything yeah. in, in regards to that where i've i've heard horror stories from my friends that have a kid who's just <laughs> two years old no. year and a half still not sleeping he's wonderful night. Ah, okay yikes no proud grandpa here but yeah the kid's no. amazing hey we've seen your facebook post <laughs> <laughs> It's like the McDonald's Coffee Club. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My grandkids are great. Anyway. All right. Go ahead. No? No? Go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done. No, I'm completely out of gas. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, I think we've got at least news to come up. Uh, Walter, we saw Walter walking the halls earlier. Well, yes. Um, We might have another commercial. I don't know. Is this, uh, are we going to hear from uh, Dutchy Doug? That already happened. That already happened. Okay. That was last (laughs) break. Hope you enjoyed Dutchy. He, he's yeah. great. Doug's uh, great. That was um, hilarious, Doug. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And, uh, okay, so we're going to break and listen to Walter, and we'll come back and wrap up tonight's episode. 
In Masonic News Today, this reporter wishes to extend his sincere thanks social media giant Fake Nook, who has declared the Masonic Light podcast to be an international cyber threat. The spokesman for the show told news outlets around the world. No comment. That's the Masonic News. So mote it was. <laughs> Very timely, Brother Walter. Uh, for those of you who may have not uh, received these notifications, uh, <laughs> apparently uh, it, Walter was spot on. Uh, the Masonic Light podcast has been declared a cyber threat by Facebook. Um not sure why. We've had multiple episodes. We've taken had multiple down. episodes taken no, down. From no, 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 no. They haven't taken down the episodes. They've right. taken down particular comments on the episodes. People that have reposted our episodes. Okay. And comments that have been posted on other episodes. Ah. But those things have been taken down. And we're not quite sure why. Um, we have uh, clicked the little button that says explain this to me, and we've not gotten anything yet. To be honest, I'm what? We haven't got a response <clears throat> from. We never will. The, uh, the but, cyborg? What? Yeah, literally. I've I've gotten we've gotten emails and I've gotten phone calls and text messages from somebody going, "What's going on over there?" Um, it's actually Shh. been kind of. Funny. I, I can't you tell. Guys you. Haven't uh, had Facebook jail yet? Uh, yeah, we've not been put in Facebook jail. Pete was a few times. Oh. But, yeah, uh, Pete had so many identities on <laughs> Facebook, it didn't matter. <laughs> he still couldn't keep up with it all. So uh, he'd, he'd, get, he'd get banned, and then all of a sudden, people of Lancaster would start going wild, and then and then the Gap Lighthouse would take off, and, and the yeah. Doberman would show up. Yeah, the Doberman exactly. would show up. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So we as a we as a group have not been in Facebook jail, but uh, it, it um, it's funny because our friends down at the uh, Masonic Roundtable, mm. uh, Jason Richards, texted me and said, uh, "Everything okay up there?" <laughs> 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 and I'm like, uh, I think so, because uh, it was the same day I got the notification. Oh, that's funny. And uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, whatever it is, it is. And Yeah, you know, uh, we'll, it would be lovely if they would tell us what, <laughs> what, tell what we're us doing what wrong. Found offensive and it, and it may not even be us. If it was somebody who grabbed our episode and went to post it and made a comment well, on it or thing. whatever. So yeah, many, I mean, it's so many levels down the lane that, you know. We I get mean, so really many Facebook Messenger comment thingies yeah from people in remote areas of the world that are just it's bizarre we just usually ignore them and whatever but um yeah so it is what is great timely episode that actually happened a couple weeks ago and uh we're glad that, we forgot uh, to do it. We yeah. forgot to do <laughs> At the it. last episode. Last episode, we couldn't remember what our we, news was supposed to be. We had so much fun in that in that recording. That we really just didn't was. Do it. By the way, our last episode has like been hitting like crazy oh, it's been in huge. some remote areas. I sent, you know, uh, PJ posted on his Facebook page that uh, he wanted uh, everybody to start a letter writing campaign to have him back on the show. And I told him, I said, well, you know, the early numbers from. Uh, Manitoba and Madagascar and a few other places are really, really high. Um, and as long as those uh, keep up, we'll have you back. But we'll have you back anytime he wants to. Be Absolutely. Here, so. Anyway, so uh, let's uh, find out what's coming up masonically in the next couple of weeks. And this time I'm going to – Larry has this puzzled look on his face. So I'm going to look to uh, Matt first. There you go. So 
Uh, we have a couple things coming up. Wait, Matt just whipped open his calendar. I love it. I love it. Oh, come on. Yeah, I love it. Because last time I did this, I didn't do this last time. <laughs> I got like a spot. Did we here. play copious dues with him? Oh, you know yeah, what? You we did, did play yeah. copious dues. We did. We should, okay. You know what? Let's hit a time out here. Let's do copious dues with Larry. Maybe? No, no, no. This is going to go. Oh. This is going to go long. Okay. Yeah. Do it. So uh, we have ours uh, because this will air probably before a state meeting yep. in December. So we yep. have our elections coming up uh, for the new worshipful master. Steve Fidel. As I'll be uh, heading out there and putting a little PM behind my name. Yeah, there, buddy. Be, and best office in the world. Yeah. Air. So I get to sit on the sidelines and gripe just like with the rest of us. It's hard. It. It's hard. You man. didn't do it that way when you were. I'm master. sorry. Yeah, I, it's hard. It wasn't that way when I was master. <laughs> <you know? laughs> So, you know what? Go into your first meeting, say it, get it off the table. Nah, that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, that when they ask you, is it the master? Past, yeah. Have any of the past masters have anything to offer? Oh, yes, I will. Thank you. So, now, uh, now we have our state meeting the second uh, Thursday of the month. So, and then uh, we're going to be doing our elections and stuff like that as well. And then coming up, uh, what is it here? Look real quick here. Uh, December 17th, we are doing a – we have our group, uh, the Squires, who are like the, DM, the mm-hmm. pre-DMLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just uh, started a chapter in Gettysburg that they just started here not too long ago. So they're working on their way. So they're doing a uh, carolin for cans there. Uh, so oh, nice. they'll be uh, outside. We'll kind of uh, carol and stuff and sing some Christmas things and uh, collect uh canned goods nice so that's december 17th and it starts from uh, 5 p.m to 8 p.m awesome so that's pretty much about it there excellent cool finish well it up done. and heading out awesome josh anything coming up besides uh trying to figure out what to do with this uh just uh we got a stated meeting coming up i think Sweet we'll have that before next episode officer installation yeah yep, yep. you're going you're gonna be there hopefully okay all right i'll, I'll see if i can come join you does anybody know the work uh, yeah, are we going to have to do the uh, installation again? Do you no. need us to drop by? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> second, second years, PM. Re- okay. Repeat. Yeah, oh, it's repeat. a repeat. Okay. Uh, repeat. Okay. All right. That was. I got to admit, though. Uh, what? That was, uh, I don't know. I don't know about. Uh, well, yeah. Technically, it's three times overall, but not in a row. It was an honor. Yeah. It was an. Huge it was an honor. honor. It was an absolute huge honor. honor. All right. To to bring Larry. you into the fraternity. We'll work on that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have uh, Tall Cedars coming up next Tuesday, and uh, Goose and Gridiron will be at Black Friday, and uh, Lodge already happened. This sounds first very... Tuesday in December, installation of new officers and a couple other things going on there. That's pretty much it. When is Grand Tall Night, which uh, you've invited us all to? That's December 16th. Yep, before our next episode drops. Yes, before, oh, before our next episode. Okay, that's de- that is my last Everything yeah. well, well, yeah, you'll right. still be involved in some form or other, but uh, that is my last uh, episode as uh, Grand Tall Cedar after two years of get your name off the off accounts. Yeah. That's it, so, yeah, Jack. What What do you got coming up masonically? Um, my focus right now is on tickets to the annual grand banquet. I've been asked by the incoming. Well, I guess he's the current deputy right grandmaster. Right worshipful, soon to be right worshipful, soon to be grandmaster. Uh, uh, put me on the committee for the keeping track of the tickets for the annual grand. So I just want to put out um, since this will go out uh, in time. Um, there are tickets yet for the banquet. 
Uh, tickets are $125. Um, it's at the Lancaster Marriott Hotel. And uh, Matt and I were joking about being there uh, earlier in the show. But the Grand Lodge has booked the entire building for hotel rooms. So if you want to attend the annual Grand and stay overnight, you do have to reach the Grand Secretary's office for the accommodations. Yep. Uh, I am responsible for the tickets. But if, uh, uh, if you want to stay overnight, the Grand Secretary's office handles the reservations for the hotel. And I'm not sure what the status is of those right now. Um, but I do know that there had been there had been several still available. Um, there is also a special meeting of uh, Sheriff Casifia Lodge that day on the 27th, and uh, there is going to be at two o'clock a, per- a procession from the Marriott across the square in Lancaster to Old Lodge 43, the, the original Colonial Lodge, uh, which still is physically there and they have this, it, it, it's just a beautiful magnificent um, old building um, so the Grandmaster will have his first public meeting as Grandmaster uh, at a special meeting of a Sheriff Lodge and as far as I know there may still be um, tokens available to get into that meeting that's a very restricted meeting there's only like 200 uh, people or so are allowed to be in the building at any one moment so and if one of our listeners were interested in going to that um send send me a message um i mean send it send it to uh masonic light podcast at gmail.com and i'll get it um but um yeah you want to act on that fairly quickly because it is a very limited number of it people could that can fill go. up quickly it 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 didn't fill up as quickly as i expected it to because this building is just breathtaking right. as far as have you are you, are you on that room. matt are you are you so in lancaster city right diagonally across the square from the marriott hotel is the old original colonial masonic lodge 43 yeah that was existed in the 1700s yeah i've been there and uh if you well at the at the annual grand banquet at two o'clock there's a there's an opportunity to see it okay um and if you wanted to get into that let me know or actually let the grand secretary know and and you can get on that list okay it's um, a really cool experience. Very, if you've never been in there. Unusual. The building is breathtaking it's, for a small colonial lodge building. It's it's just the artwork, really on the cool. ceilings on the side is unbelievable. Big vaulted ceiling with a mural on it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, Parker, what's happening after Thanksgiving for you? Oh, after after you wake up. Yeah, yeah when you wake up from your. Uh, <laughs> it's not a nap with my eyes yeah. open. It's the dad move I'm working there on. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it while you You're can. on the right. train. Yeah. You're on the train. I'm just resting my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm awake. I'm a. I'm up. That's it. No, I think this week is this week is pretty light. Cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. Maybe a couple of park trips, and we'll go to the library. <clears throat> Very cool. All right. So. Uh, for me, on the 4th of December, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 will have its election and open installation of officers. Um, we have a very special uh, meal planned for the night. Pot roast. Pot roast from our stewards um, by request of our district go. deputy. You should come, Larry. You really should. Two nights in a row. Come as my guest. And then the next night, I'll go with you to your lodge. Oh, and then we can go to the our, prom. Our lodge is Tuesday. Yours is what? Monday? Monday. Yours is Tuesday. Oh. We're Monday. You're Tuesday. Okay. Uh, on Saturday, December the 9th, is the Santa Stumble. Ooh. If you are in the Lancaster, Pennsylvania area, you should do this. And support Santa Stumble. This will be the 
uh, first year post Pete, and um, we want to see that. Continue. They're going strong. They're they're, they're they really are. Yeah, they're and, looking. That's going to be fun. You know, uh, somebody tried to kind of steal their identity earlier this year, and I think they got ahead of that. And um, but plan to come to Lancaster on Saturday, December the 9th. It'll be a fun night. I'm planning to be there. I uh, hope to see a bunch of you all down there. Just driving through the town to see it is worth it. Seriously, I mean. It really is unreal. If you're going to do that, though, stop at the square and drop Stephanie 20 bucks and make a donation <laughs> to the charity that they're doing. Um, on December the 17th will be a production by the Valley of Harrisburg, the Big Valley of Harrisburg, of a program called december's rose it's actually a play that they're doing for christmas it's been about 10 years ago since they've done this and uh there will be two performances at one at three and one at seven uh tickets are available you can go to the valley website at uh, valleyofharrisburg.org uh, and get that and then our next episode on wednesday we're going to record this on wednesday december the 13th <sighs> why is that important tim because that is going to be our Festivus episode. Huzzah! Festivus for, for the, the rest, rest of us. us. Yes, we And are. so Serious? Jack posted something on our uh, <laughs> Facebook page earlier today. And so here's kind of what I'm thinking, and we've not really talked about this much. We're going to have an airing of grievances. But we're going to have an airing of grievances. Hell we're talking about feats of strength. Uh, and then we're going to have a Festivus <laughs> poll. I'm not sure what Larry's going to do on that. But um, <clears throat> anyway... Um, Here's what I would love to hear from you all. In terms of feats of strength, talk about the great things that you have observed in your either Blue Lodge or other Masonic body over the course of this 2023 year. Share that with us. Put it on our Facebook page. Send it to us at MasonicLightPodcast.com. I'm sorry. Yeah. MasonicLightPodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we will share some of those on the air, and then we, as hosts, will share our own success stories that we've observed uh, from some Masonic body or whatever during the course of the year. What we would also like to hear this, are This your, feels like homework, Tim. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Geez. Your airing of grievances. They said there would be no man. Larry always has grievances, and so he's going to have no trouble with oh, this my part God. of the show. What so has, what has that got to do with we're gonna feats have to of strength? Mute him. Well, it's the second part of it. <laughs> did you ever watch? Did you ever watch the Seinfeld uh, episode? The feats of strength wasn't what you said. I mean, what were your? It's positive. Uh, oh it's good. Uh, it's, there's no positive in there. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> for airing of grievances, um, what are your pet peeves that you uh, want to address? Because I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And then we will have the Festivus dinner um, that will occur. So, uh, anyway, that's coming up on December the 13th. Please get those to us. We would love to share some of those online uh, with all of our listeners. Um, And I think that's about it. All right. Let's go home. All right. Josh, cue those chickens, let them out. And Larry, take us home. Oh, gee. That's your cue, Larry. That's my cue. Keep that that in. Special thanks to Everett Lodge 665. I said that to irritate Moyer uh, for allowing us to continue to do our show. To Josh Lamberton, our producer-director. Jack Harley, our news director. Tim Dedman, our marketing director. And he's doing a fine job, by the way. 
to Michelle Thank Snyder, you. Doug Maidenford, and Austin Schifrin, the Sonic Lake contributors. We thank you for all the work you've done in the past year. And to our listeners who always make doing this show worthwhile. This is Larry Maris, and thanks for listening. And remember, have fun, do good. Good night. Good night, everybody.